Oh, off to a fantastic start. Welcome to episode 141. And this isn't even like a, oh, I got so drunk at the Super Bowl last night. That's not even, this is just Monday. Yeah. That's just what that is. Just Monday night. Just. Yeah. <laughs> the brain starts shutting down. Like I make dinner, make sure dinner's on the table, everything's good. And it is just a slow decline after that point. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! I'm getting so bad. Like, I was, I was like, I think I went to bed at eight thirty <laughs> one night last week. I was just like, you know, I'm, like I was awake and I was sitting there, like staring at nothing, just rotting on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why the fuck? Why just go to bed? Like, why? Yeah. There's nothing to be awake for. Like, what the fuck? I'm yeah. not gonna miss anything. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll just go to bed to hell with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I noticed stuff like that. So, like, I mean, you know, it'd be fifty in in May, and it's like, God, man, it's such a, it's it's just to to keep, you know, with the same level of things. It's like some stuff I don't even bother. I'm just like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. Uh, that's fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, I'm headed towards forty four in a couple of days. But yeah, I feel way older than that. So yeah. Yeah. Uh well we have a uh we have a Nightmare Alley double feature. Um Nightmare Alley hit uh Hulu with much fanfare and by that I mean it was oh, buried man. in like three pages of so so yeah. I had seen so you know, beginning of February, whatnot, you know, they always do the here's all the movies coming to various streaming services in February, right? Mm. And uh just for shits and giggles, I was like, because you know it's been kind of like a dead time to mm-hmm. with, with movies and whatnot, and uh, and I and I I read, you know that yeah February first Nightmare Alley, you know is going to be on Hulu, and I was like, wait that Nightmare Alley like that just came out like, two months ago or three months ago or whatever it was, it came out the same yeah. weekend as No Way Home, mm-hmm. so February first. uh Log on to Hulu, looking for Nightmare Alley. I didn't search for it because I'm an idiot. I just was like, surely it should the be latest, like a, the big header image, right? yeah, like the main thing. The, the, you know, Academy Award, uh, what a winner, Guillermo del Toro, Academy right. Award. I don't know if he won or if it's just nominee, uh, Bradley Cooper, Academy Award nominee again, possibly winner, uh, fucking. Kate Blanchett, Academy Award winner, Tony Collette, like right. <laughs> surely this movie will be just front and center. No. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, God, that's weird. All right. So I and I watched instead I watched Heat because someone on Twitter mentioned Heat and I was like, well, mm. now I gotta watch Heat. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's like as one does. <laughs> right, just like Zodiac. Somebody mentions it's like, I wish I could have that with a movie that was not three hours long, but here we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I watched Heat and it's like <laughs> I love Al Pacino in that movie. Because oh, yeah. she got a great ass and your <laughs> head is all up in it. <laughs> Or all the way up it. Sorry. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> uh, so that night, Linda and I went and sat down, and we were watching something on Hulu or something. And I was like, can you do me a favor? Like, can you just, can we just scroll through the movies? It was like fucking three pages mm. in there, Nightmare Alley. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
it makes no sense. And like it, it had to have been some sort of deal, right? And it couldn't mm-hmm. have been cheap, so it doesn't make sense. Like, I get it. Like it, you know, it it flopped in the in the theater, and it was only out for like you know a couple of weeks right. around here. But but man, you would think that that deal had to have. Well, so here's to, here's you know? here's, and this is where all the weird streaming stuff comes into play because it's also on HBO Max at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was made under Searchlight Fox Searchlight Pictures, and Hulu has a deal with all the Fox stuff from before Disney bought Fox. Right, right. So they were, you know, going to show it because they have the FX stuff and the Fox stuff, but then Disney bought Fox and also shows stuff on Hulu. So mm. Hulu has it as part of Searchlight. HBO Max has it because Disney bought Fox uh, uh, however many months ago. Yeah. You know, like I remember always want like as a kid you always like man i wish they would just let you see like buy the movies as soon as they come out or like Mm -hmm. you can watch them at home but and now it's here and it's like this is a pain in the ass (laughs) well to try to figure it out right or it's like what you know what fucking hand that's out (laughs) and uh, that i'm putting money in every month is do i have to put the the dollar in to get the thing right 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 um but uh, yeah, yeah. So there it was, and I was like, I get why I can't. I cannot believe. And that, now that you know the the lisk of the lisk. <laughs> Good lord! Now that the list of this year's Oscar nominations are out, and you know it was nominated. Well, now it's mm. a little easier to find. You know, God oh, forbid sure. we fucking promote it. And that's the thing that makes even less sense. It's like it would be one thing if it was like you know whatever, just some movie that the corporate fucking robber barons that owned Hulu had nothing to do with. They just mm. like, whatever. They, bef- who cares? Maybe Hulu made a deal with someone and they were just like, fine, we have to honor the contract. <laughs> but like, you own the studio. You own the service that this is studio is a part of. Wouldn't you right. want to look make promote this so that people pay fucking money for the service that you'll get like what i don't i don't fucking understand it i know I don't, I, yeah no yeah. idea <laughs> or yeah sorry I, yeah disney bought fox but before it was like owned by warner brothers or something yeah search like uh, that's why it's on hbo max at the same time gotcha. uh, not not disney plus Disney Plus. God, can you imagine Nightmare Alley on Disney Plus? That would be... <laughs> like, that's the one... Uh, you know... That... that uh, That's the one... Sort of, like, I have the hardest time wrapping my head around the choices they have for the stuff that they show on there. Yeah. But... Uh, whatever. It's a conversation for another time. Uh, so, anyway... Uh, Nightmare Alley nominated for uh, Best Picture I cannot remember if Guillermo del Toro was nominated for Best Director because they do 10 um, Best Picture nominees but only 5 Best Directors which makes perfect sense because why would you want to you know nominate the person who was in charge of the movie that is being nominated for being the best movie <laughs> he did not he did not get nominated okay okay yeah this is for me this year is the most most nominees uh 
most most best picture nominees I've ever seen in one year. Half. I've seen I, half I've, of them. I've seen none of the movies that were that the directors are nominated for best director. Looking at the list here. You know, you know, um, normally it's on like one or two, but this year yeah. um, I've seen uh, I've seen half. Um, nice. In terms of uh, best director, um, let me see here. Yeah, Licorice Pizza, no interest in. Like, I feel like I've seen that movie a million times. Um, I've seen one Best Picture nominee. <laughs> yeah, Belfast, I have not seen it yet. Um, Power of the Dog, that's my pick, uh, actually, for, for both Best Picture and Best Director. I still director. need to watch that. Um, Drive My Car, I would like to watch it, but a, it's a three-hour, um, very methodical um rumination on grief oh, sorry. that's also yeah. s- subtitled not to say that i can't watch a subtitled movie because i absolutely can but for me to find three hours because i mean i would yeah. in one stretch that's right. difficult and then west side story i could give a fuck about west side yeah. story not to say that care. it's not culturally important or cinematically important i kind of feel like they just gave that like i feel like there is better choices for best director than right. steven spielberg for doing that um, right. Uh, I have seen Dune. I've seen two of them. I've, I've missed Dune. Yeah. yeah. I, I did see that. Yeah, I saw, I've seen Dune, Don't Look Up, King Richard, you know, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog. Um, so. Gotcha. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and, and, and some of those you can't see now, like unless you go to the theater, like West Side Story is not streaming mm-hmm. yet. Licorice Pizza is not streaming yet. Um, I, I hope they are by, by the time they because I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I'd I'd watch them just in the context of like Oscar, you know, nominations. Yeah. But I'm certainly not going to a theater to see either one of them. But um, yeah. So so Nightmare Alley is um, so it is based on a um, a book by I forget the the name of the guy. Um, this is actually the second or third. Um, iteration of this particular film. Uh, the original one was done in 1947, and we're going to talk um, about that one too. William Lindsay Gresham uh, is the person mm. who who wrote the book. Um, there's also a uh, one from let's see, 2010. I don't know if that's the same. No, that's a different. That's like a um, uh, a uh, compilation movie um but then let's see here um yeah so um so Guillermo del Toro directs Bradley Cooper is is kind of the main character and he plays this guy named Stanton Carlisle who um when we first see him he's in a house kind of burning a body and setting the house on fire and he just kind of like walks off so mm-hmm. we don't really know a lot about this guy. We just know he's he's probably not coming from the best of places. <laughs> right. right. Um, ends up kind of uh, falling in with a carnival run by Willem Dafoe. Um, and while he's there, he meets a number of different characters. And this isn't like a freaks type of thing. Car- you know, carnival, this is, you know, I mean, these are folks who just kind of go town to town, put on a carnival, and they, you know, work the crowd, 
uh, they have a they do have a geek um, that they mm. you know throw the, the chickens to, and you can kind of tell from uh, from the geek that this is a guy who's just fallen on the hardest of hard times, and right. this is basically kind of how he survives when he's not you know presumably drinking himself to death. Um, and so Stanton falls in with. Uh, David Straightham, Straighthairn, which I probably pronounced his name wrong, is one of my favorite actors. He's fantastic uh, as Pete and Tony Collette as Zena the Seer. And Pete and Zena have this um, this act where uh, she'll basically read the minds of the contestants, and essentially Stanton will go out into the crowd, will will ask people to write down their questions on cards, and then go under the stage, give the questions to to Pete who will then write them on a chalkboard and Xena will kind of pretend like she's got her hand over her eyes. Like she's trying to commune with the spirits, looks down, can see what the question is and start going, Oh, you know, is there someone who's, her sense her name starts with an A. She's worried about her mother. And they start teaching Stanton kind of the ways to read the crowd and work people. And you could tell that, that Stanton is just a very, like he's a gifted, um, like flim flam man, I guess for lack of a better word, yeah. like he yeah. can read people and he can uh, manipulate them. And he, he, he kind of starts doing it like he wants to be a part of the show, but the way that Bradley Cooper, because Bradley Cooper is a, is a, I mean, fantastic actor, a very attractive man, but he has this like almost, I mean, he's perfectly cast because he's almost got this like, um, not sinister, but I guess a disingenuous, like, right kind of under the surface like you can kind of pull that out where um, yeah that the like like the like utmost opportunist right mm-hmm. like he just always looks like like he's telling you one thing but you know he's got like ulterior motive yeah or, like uh, something else going on yeah yeah and so kind of stanton you know for for you know as time goes on and you know, some kind of stuff happens with Pete and Xena, and, and Stanton kind of falls in love with, with Molly, played by Rooney Mara. And they decide that uh, Stanton breaks, you know, one of the Ten Crack Commandments, which I think number four, uh, where he, he essentially gets high on his own supply. <laughs> and they decide, they, they kind of have a falling out with the rest of the carnival. They're going to go... And they're going to go to the city, and they're going to take the act on the road. Because Xena and, and Pete had worked out this code of finger gestures and 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 cadences in which depending on um you know what words you emphasize which syllables you emphasize you know you you could you could hold up an object and say could you please describe the object and they would know oh that's a pocket watch or and if mm-hmm. she said could you tell me what i'm holding then he'd be like oh that's a woman's scarf things like that but but you could almost tell that Pete feels like there's more to it than just a code. Like there's almost like a kind of a supernatural element to it. And that by continuing to use it, you kind of open yourself up to these like kind of darker influences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the most straightforward Guillermo del Toro movie. I think that's like ever he's ever made. Yeah. I mean, there's no ghosts. There's no. There's no monsters. There's. There's nothing, you know, on the surface. Nothing supernatural about it at all. It's entirely based on 
people and the way in which they tried to manipulate each other. But the way I, I and maybe I'm just kind of pulled this out and that wasn't actually there but i felt like pete you know um, like really did feel like the the code like not sharing it wasn't because they it would ruin their livelihood like he genuinely felt it was dangerous yeah um whether it be because you know he thought there was some kind of supernatural aspect to it or because he knew that you know, he was pretty fucking messed up by the time we see him, and maybe he knew that when yeah. if you head down this road where you feel like you can manipulate people, then that doesn't yeah, go that anywhere was, good. Yeah, that was my take on it. It's like it's like you know that like having too much power kind of thing, or yeah. like absolute power corrupts absolutely that kind of thing. Like, and then you know, I mean, obviously he didn't get to know Stanton all that well, but. I guess, you know, he could probably could see that in him, mm-hmm. like, holy shit, if this guy figures it out, yeah. you know, like, horrible shit is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and there's this really great scene where, um, you know, the police officer, um, or the local sheriff played by um, um, Jim Beaver, comes to, like, basically shut the place down, and and Stanton just kind of, like, takes him off to the side and just basically, like reads this guy like a book and fabricates this whole story and just basically turns, you know, kind of the whole thing around so that the the sheriff leaves. And it was just so incredibly well done. And it was all Mm -hmm. just based off of stuff that Stanton had picked up while working in the carnival. Like he didn't even really kind of know the code at that point. It was just what he had picked up at that point. Right. Um, So they, so kind of fast forward a few years after they leave, and and Stanton and Molly are basically doing carnival acts just for like the the rich of I don't know where it is New York City Chicago something like that, and you know they'll yeah. kind of go to these restaurants or parties and have all these rich people there, and you know essentially kind of use the code and you know what am I holding up that type of thing, um, but for Stanton it's it's not enough like he feels like there's there's got to be more that he can do with it. Meets Kate Blanchett, uh, who plays Dr. Ritter. She's a psychiatrist, psychologist, I can't remember. And he realizes, oh shit, this woman knows all these people, is recording all of their sessions. If she and I get in together, I can get information from her, use that to help calm these people, and then they can start giving me money, um, stuff like that. Uh, kind of falls in with this wealthy, uh, powerful, industrious Ezra Grindle, and he starts kind of conning Grindle because uh, Grindle has his like long-seated uh, guilt over you know this woman who had died, and and so Stanton kind of keeps working that aspect, trying to get more money uh, uh, from it, and and it all kind of goes uh, downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, the first time I watched it, I was just like, I was really, I, I assumed if Guillermo del Toro is making a movie about carnies, <laughs> like I'm oh. thinking it's like, oh shit, this is some something wicked this way comes, right? Like that, this is going to be, you know, the the supernatural shit, you know? <laughs> right. And I was kind of watching it going, well, this is very straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. Um, but still, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just amazing performances and kind of seeing, you know, kind of the rise and fall 
of of Stanton Carlisle, um, and kind of where he ends up when when it's all done. Um, and then, you know, found out that there was a 1947 version, and apparently the this version uh, kind of adheres more closely to the book um, because the guy who who wrote it. Um, Gresham, he he was not in a very good place when he wrote Nightmare Alley. I guess he had found out his wife was having an affair, um, and he was just in this like really terrible place. And I think he, he killed himself shortly, um, mm. shortly after he uh, he wrote the book, um, and uh, it's so so the, the 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 book is 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 extreme. Yeah, he was. Um, he was a stepson of, of C.S. Lewis. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, and, and his his wife, I mean, he was a, an abusive alcoholic, and his wife uh, ended up, sorry, no, his kids became step stepkids of C.S. Lewis. Uh, his his wife, like, left him and went to have an affair with, with C.S. Lewis. Um, and then, yeah, he he basically checked himself into some some rundown hotel room and and killed himself. Um, Damn. Yeah. So I mean, he was not in a great place when uh, when he wrote this book. But um, so the the nineteen forty seven version um, stars Tyrone Power as Stanton Carlyle, um, directed by Edmund Goulding. And you know, the it's interesting because the the movie f- is basically follows the same kind of trajectory, but there are so many differences in how they chose to play Stanton that, you know, it really was interesting for me anyway, to, to watch the two of them back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they play, you know, Tyrone power does a fantastic job as Stan, but he's much more of an innocent character. You know, mm-hmm. you don't really get this this feeling of like, like I said, you know, Bradley Cooper. We see him; he's burning a house with a body in it, right? And he kind of starts in with the the, the, the carnival because he's like, "Well, this is fine." And Stanton, he's just kind of already there, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Molly," you know, like he's cheery and chipper, and you know, he helps everybody out, and you know, he's he's uh, you know, kind of the. He he doesn't seem like there's some foreshadowing at the beginning of the movie where you're like, all right, I see where this is going. <laughs> like they were yeah. way more kind of explicit yeah. um, in the 47 version, but the 47 version also had a way more hopeful ending mm-hmm. than the remake. And kind of you know, given what I know about the guy who wrote the book and what the book's about the book was described you know as like a, almost like a psychological horror you know story I, you know mm-hmm. i do not see that book having the same kind of ending that the 47 movie did it's almost like they couldn't like allow him yeah, to dark. fall to right. the to the depths that gresham would mm-hmm. but you know one of the things that was interesting to me in the 47 version is that they played up Stanton, he 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 was kind of starting to get into almost like spiritualism. Like he wanted to be like a like a TV preacher. He was wanting people to give him, you know, like a radio station or a television station, so that he could, um, you know, essentially, you know, bring his voice to the airwaves and get money that way. And I and I, 
I thought it was odd that they didn't do that in the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if, if if it's because it just seemed you know, kind of outlandish that somebody would just be like, hey, I'm going to buy you a radio station. Um, right. Or, or what. But, um, but he also, it seemed like he had more convinced himself that he was doing these people a service. Like, Bradley Cooper's Kyle Lyle was more like, I can get money out of these people. So who cares? Like they're all rich and I can yeah. get it. So I'm going to get it. But, but the Tyrone powers, Carlisle was like, he started to really believe, Oh, I, it not just like, like not, you know, so, so they both kind of built in, you know, to their own hype too much. But I think it, the difference was, and, you know, I, I'm interested to hear if you kind of, saw this too you know for for cooper i felt like his was just like like i'm just the like i am the best at this like i i'm just i'm running fucking circles around these fools so why shouldn't i get paid because if they're dumb enough to get conned then i should be the one conning them whereas you know powers he started to feel almost like i'm actually helping these people because i'm giving them comfort you know they're they're down and i'm telling them that they can talk to their dead son in the afterlife like like yeah i i'm lying to them but i'm i'm making them feel better so it's okay that i'm doing it um and so there was yeah. a difference kind of almost in the in the motives there yeah no i i think so um i mean obviously you know like you said it's like they're both kind of a product of their time and so you know the certain choices that they made you know, I think we're reflections on that, but I think, um, and it's, you know, it's kind of interesting the way almost you wouldn't think so, but almost the way that in the, uh, the older one, it seemed like more of like, a almost like a horny thing, right. <laughs> For yeah. Stanton. And, it, and he kind of used some of his, his stuff to do some, some pretty heinous, you know, <clears throat> treatment of, of some women and stuff like that. And then in the new one, not as much. I didn't think mm-hmm. like his his motive didn't seem to be like driven by that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yet at the same time, in the in the newer one, they were very explicit that like, that him and Zena were having some almost kind of like a casual uh, fling. Right, she wanted to, right. and he really didn't seem to care too much, and and he he right. he was more like kind of in love with Molly's or what he thought was love, and they left. Whereas in the older mm-hmm. one, you know the 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 carnival basically said because him and he wanted to be together with Molly, and they're like, well, you two have to go together because you know I mean it was the forties, you can't just right be with this woman <laughs> and not be married to her and he was kind of like fuck right. fine right whereas so that like right. you said like i agree with you like you know when they you know they kind of fa- fast forward to the future you know he's just like ugh i can't believe i'm stuck with this woman i just kind of wanted to you know have my fun and be off and and i got kind of railroaded into it whereas in the in the newer version you know, it was definitely like, no, we're going, we're going to go do this together. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, this is something, it wasn't like I'm being kind of railroaded into this, uh, this relationship. Um, but, um, yeah. I mean, I think that they're definitely both worth watching because. Oh uh, yeah. This is one of those, one of those situations where I really should 
<clears throat> just accept the fact that if it's if there's a Criterion release, it's probably worth watching. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I literally only wanted to watch it because Del Toro. I knew Del Toro was doing a remake of it, and I was like, well, I need to see the original. But yeah. fuck if it isn't good, man. <laughs> like they're both really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. You know, I certainly am not one to just shit on older movies because, you know, obviously just because something's older doesn't mean that it's 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 bad. But at the same time, you know, I think sometimes we have a tendency to revere something simply because it's older. And and, and maybe at the time it was really kind of like, uh, you know, for what it was at the time, it um, had more of an impact. And now it's more of just like yeah. a... I guess a footnote, like for people who are real cinephiles, they they can find some value. But for the most part, it's like, okay, you know, whatever. It was a thing. It's not as big of a deal. But this movie, like I felt so much better and so much more um, like interested in talking about the new one after having seen the first one and seeing the changes they made. And then I found the book online. So I'm going to, my wife was like, you're going to, read it a third time or like experience the story a third time and i was like yeah because now i want to know even more the yep. choices that were made um and when i heard it described as like yeah like a psychological horror i was like fuck yeah i gotta right i gotta get on this shit but yep. um but i mean one of the main differences between the two is del toro's version incredibly when there's violence i mean it is incredibly violent <laughs> yeah man he's <clears throat> yeah he's he's really like you kind of don't make the comparison that often because their their styles are so different in, in the subject matter but man when it gets down to that, like to like that just like brutal like gritty realism when it comes yeah. to violence like it's like tarantino level shit yeah and i think it's 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 so impactful though because it just came out of nowhere like i mean this yes. movie was not the type of movie where you would um, kind of expect it to go there. I think especially, yeah. you know, for me, going into a completely cold and expecting like a, like a freaks, you know, almost like that, mm -hmm. that type of thing, you know, to then not have any of that violence. I was like, oh, okay, it's not that thing. So then when it did happen, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like it's like once upon a time in Hollywood. Like it's yeah. not to that degree, but it's right. like you're sitting there and you've you've been through it for so long. And you're like, yeah, this is really good. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But just you know, fantastic costumes, the set design. I mean, the the oh, God. Yeah, especially yeah. the you know the carnival. There's there's a scene um, early on in the movie when when the geek kind of breaks out and. Um, and and you know and and they're they're trying to find him and the the um you know the the carnival attractions and the things that 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 Stanton is kind of going through um mm -hmm. in order to to find him i mean they're just so well constructed and though it, it just felt so lived in um yes you know just really fantastic job um so, yeah, you know. like you said, performance is fantastic, man. And I, I tell you, like between the lighthouse and this, I only want Willem Dafoe to play like crazy old dudes. <laughs> and he was he was relatively, you know, understated in, in this movie. Yeah, he, you know, he he was, he, he was just the guy working a carnival. He wasn't like, yeah. you know, yeah, like he wasn't necessarily crazy, but man, like he just when he was on screen, he was just chewing up scenes. Like, oh he was, yeah, you know, he was fantastic. It's just like. 
carnival grifter kind of guy or whatever. Well, I mean, my God, can, I mean, Jesus, he's talk about a face for carnivals. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense. They made him wear a helmet to be the Green Goblin. You just slap some fucking paint on there and give him a purple. Well, hat. and you know, and that was the thing when you when you kind of read about you know him in in No Way Home and. You know, he's he was very clear that I'm I'm not I'm not gonna do this movie just to have a cameo. Like that if you want me in this then it's you're getting you know, you're getting the full the full Defoe, the full Norman Osborne. And I mean that was absolutely, you know, the the right way to go because he's so good as mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of, you know, how you feel about whether how true to the comics it was. If you're just kind of looking at him as, you know, someone who could just kind of turn on a dime into this just like yeah. leering <laughs> psychopath. I mean, man, he was so fucking good. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, so definitely, you know, you, you've got two, two streaming services that you can, <laughs> yes, please, please watch it, buy it for God's sakes. Just like, like it's uh, it pisses me off so bad that it flops so hard because it's so good. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it 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 like it surprises me, but it it also doesn't. I I think this is where you know unfortunately you know kind of where we're we're at right now with with the 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 pandemic and stuff is it's like I mean it it's it would be a kind kind of a hard sell in the theater in the first place but yes you you would at least i think have more places that would be willing to give it um screen time because if folks are kind of going to the movies like normal then you know you you've you've got that opportunity to kind of make your money um you know through various means um in regards to you know what kind of movies you're showing but if people aren't coming and they start coming for Spider-Man, well, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you're going to show a fuck ton of Spider-Man. Um, right. So you know, I, I I get it. I mean, it's disappointing. Um, hopefully, it won't affect uh, Del Toro's you know fortunes <laughs> in Hollywood oh, too yeah, much. Yeah, he's got like four <laughs> other things he's working on right now. So like, he's good, but still, it's like yeah. it has to be disappointing to him because. You know, he obviously put a lot of work in. He's been it. making it for like three years. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sure it was disappointing to him. But like, you know, it's it's one of those things, right? It's like, as good as he is, his name doesn't automatically equal success, even after winning Best Picture. So. Yeah, but I think in part because if you look at what he won Best Picture for. Yeah. Right. Where you're yeah. like, oh yeah, that was a movie about the woman who fucked the fish guy, and I mean, it was so much more <laughs> than that. But if you're not right already a fan and yeah. you don't you know kind of revere his work in the same way that that we do or the you know the type of you know fans you know from where he kind of like where he started and the type of movies he's made you know you and i are going to go see what he makes regardless it doesn't matter and right. and the best picture for him based on what he wanted for i think that's definitely kind of a a harder sell um you know for folks to kind of understand and kind of get behind sure. for um, sure <laughs> but uh but yeah totally totally worth watching don't get don't get kind of turned off by the length because it it moves fairly you know it, it's so yeah. engrossing um that it, it it does move uh fairly quickly um 
okay, so I you watched a movie called Slapface. I did. Uh, <laughs> and I would like to hear about it because yeah. I was very just intrigued by the name and what the hell that even means. <laughs> yeah, same. You know, and, I, and I put out that tweet as soon as I started it because it literally opens with two characters slapping the shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> like taking turns like these two brothers. And then uh, so basically what it is, it, Slapface is the name of the movie and it's this game that they play um, with each other where they take turns slapping each other in the face as hard as they can and then they just go about their day uh, and sort of the setup is these two brothers are, are living uh, together their parents uh, were in a car accident and passed away so they're so the older brother is kind of taking care of the younger brother but like the older brother's uh, got a drinking problem he's a construction worker he doesn't go to work all the time you know and like it's one of these like small towns so you know the cops know knew their parents and they kind of are cutting the brother some slack you know and he's like hey you're doing great this week you know uh you've been to work every day you're doing a good job make sure you keep an eye on your brother because the little brother's kind of getting into some trouble and doing some some things around town that he shouldn't be and he also has like he, he goes outside like during the day while his brother's at work, he'll like skip school or whatever. And he's got these like these girls that I guess are sort of supposed to be his friends, but they also really aren't because mm-hmm. there's these like twins who bully him. And, and, um, this other girl that he kind of has a crush on and she does him too, but doesn't want the twins to know because it's like their thing is to bully him and stuff. And they, so anyway, they end up chasing him and like he wants to be part of their group and they have a name for it or something. I can't remember something stupid. Mm-hmm. And so they dare him to go into this abandoned like old house where it's supposed to be haunted. And he goes in there and he's like in there acting up, like screaming for help and she's like fucking around. And of course, they're like, you know, they run away. And, and then he sees this very large, like creepy witch looking woman who you'll see on the, the poster. If you go and look on, on shutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And so she grabs him and like, it looks like she's giving him like a bear hug. She's just uh. like shaking him and he's screaming and he drops him and he runs away. And so, uh, so anyway, like as it goes on, he kind of goes back in there and, and starts to create almost this relationship with the thing. And then the thing starts coming out of the house and following him to his house and kind of, you know, bad shit starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Brother gets, is drinking more and this girl comes to stay with them. And was his brother like, drinking because of like, just because of life or was there some yeah, sort of influence? It doesn't, it doesn't really like say outright that it's because the parents are gone. You kind of get the idea that that was already a thing he was doing. Oh, okay. Uh, Cause like I said, like the sheriff already knew like, Hey, you know, you're doing, you're doing great. I know it's rough. You're having to raise your brother, but kind of, you know, like he's at the bar every night, stuff like that. And you kind of, like I said, you kind of get the idea that he was already doing that. Um, it also kind of sort of hints that maybe the parents car wreck wasn't just a car wreck, but like that never goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's very weird. And so, the, but basically, and then, you know, like I said, some shit starts to happen. The kid's like trying to cover up the fact that he's friends with this big, crazy witch looking thing. Yeah. Um, but then like, there's maybe not really a witch kind of thing going on. And 
And it's all basically the whole kind of thing, the way it plays out is like, it's a metaphor for bullying. I think, Uh, I think that's the kind of the message behind it. Um, Uh And it tries to do like a psychological twist kind of thing by the end, but it's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. It was like only 90 minutes and it felt like forever. I was like, (laughs) I was like, got it. Mean girls. Got it. Let's go. Let's do something else. Let's go. So did anything happen to the bullies? Like, do they, does the witch take care of them or? Yeah. So, so basically like characters end up dying and the way the movie shows it, it's the witch doing it. And sometimes like, cause the witch has like bonded with the little boy. And so if like for one, for instance, like it walks into the, the house uh, while the brother's home, because it's never there when the brother's home. Mm-hmm. And at one point it walks into the house while the brother is home and they're playing slap face and it sees the brothers like it's behind him and it sees the older brother slapping the shit out of the kid and it goes like after him. And the little boy has to run up and hug his brother. And be like, I love you so much. I love you so much, you know, whatever. And so it kind of backs away. Oh, so it's okay. kind of shit like that. But I mean, you could probably guess yeah. what's really going on, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I did. anyway, And I was like, oh, okay, got it. And it's like, there's 40 minutes left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't a fan, you know, I get, like I said, I got it. Right. And there was a lot of movie left. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I, I kept seeing it. And Shutter, and I and I remember what you had kind of tweeted out about it, and I was like, I just don't know if I can kind of bring myself to, uh, you know, watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no. I got you know, I don't know how much of it was like, I hate you know, you blame it all because it's obviously an indie thing, but you know, it had aspirations of greatness. It's just like if that's you know, to tell that story, that's that's cool and all, but the execution was just not there. Like performances weren't great, um, kills weren't good. Yeah. And then, like I said, it felt like it thought it was being way smarter than it was. Right. So. Right. Huh. Interesting. All right. Um, well, that's a, a miss from from Shutter there. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I know there was. Oh, so I did the uh, the only other thing real quick is uh uh well two things I I'd say. Um so the first one is I watched um there's this animated film on Netflix called The House. Um mm. and it's basically three animated stories that all kind of revolve around this house. And it's I think it's they probably kind of market it as a horror movie. It's more like unsettling than it's I guess it's a horror movie more like um uh, like like a ghost stories that you might tell around a campfire horror, and not like mm. there's no like gruesome kills or anything like that. It's more like almost, I guess, more in the line of like a um, uh, like a Twilight Zone episode, right? It's not like mm-hmm. these really gory kills or anything like that. Um, but the animation is really cool. It's all done with like um, kind of like the fabulous Mr. Fox, like those like the kind of puppet stuffed animal type things. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And like I said, it's three different stories. One's about this family that, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of gifted the house, uh, but it's like under construction while they're living in it and kind of what happens to them and their daughter or their daughters. The second one is, is, a is a, a mouse that's renovating the house. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's like to flip it. Uh, he's he's trying to renovate the bottom apartment. And then the third story is about this, uh, woman. She's a cat and she, every the house she lives in the house and there's like there's this great flood so only like the top couple floors are available and she has a couple tenants that live with her but won't pay the rent and uh this kind of new uh character shows up and uh kind of goes from there um very weird but well done great voice work animation is really cool it's only like 90 minutes it's definitely worth you know checking out if if you're kind of like flipping through trying to look for something something different to watch um mm-hmm. And then I watched uh, Tragedy of Macbeth on Apple TV Plus because Denzel Washington was nominated for uh, an Oscar for his performance as Macbeth. I mean, it's funny, like, I've read Macbeth multiple times and seen it mm-hmm. multiple times, but I still need subtitles, like, of, like, yes. regular <laughs> English. Right. Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. She's crazy, <laughs> like, like, like where he's just like, you know, da 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 da, and she talks, and then he, you know, I need like, he doesn't want to kill the king, and she's like, motherfucker, I told you we're killing this king, <laughs> like, and then he will now kill the king, you know, like, like I need almost like the Cliff Notes version, like a, you know, like a pop up video style or whatever as it's going on. But Denzel Washington was absolutely amazing. I mean, and it was interesting because, you know, they filmed the movie. Where it's not like they just filmed a stage production, but they also did not take full advantage of it being a movie to do really elaborate sets and, uh, you know, things like that. It's almost as if they wanted to still have it feel like a stage production, but be able to use the fact that it was filmed, one, to do it in black and white, so there's some really cool scenes of either Lady Macbeth or Macbeth kind of in the shadows and the way they play with like light and darkness but also they they wanted to be able to take advantage of the fact that it was a movie for things like editing and transitions and do some slightly different things than what you could do in a play but not but still recognize this was up this is a play and so we're going to make it feel like some of the way we do the props and the visualizations and things is what you might see in a stage performance, but take advantage of film to be able to do some more kind of like stylistic choices. Um, so it was a really cool mix. Um, and it was, it was really well done. I, I really enjoyed it. And as much as I have seen it and read it, I still at the end was like, Oh shit. Right. You know, like, you know, like Duncan's like, I was ripped, you know, untimely from my mother's womb. It's like, Oh, it's like oh my god <laughs> like from my woman from my mother's womb untimely ripped yeah so yeah it's definitely definitely worth watching um okay so um so you 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 played uh telling lies as well is that true I did, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, so we both so odd for us both to have played and finished a game at the same time. Um, 
so Telling Lies is uh, available on uh, Game Pass, and it is um, kind of in the vein of you know the uh, the the great full motion video um, mm-hmm. uh, games of the excuse me eighties nineties. So Telling Lies is done by Sam Barlow, and it's kind of like the natural progression of um, you know the game uh, her or was it her story. Um, that that he did where you know the woman kind of comes into the police precinct and uh you have to go through all of the um the uh not surveillance tapes but the confession tapes to figure out mm-hmm. like is she telling the truth piece together a crime so telling lies is essentially this woman you kind of see her face in the reflection of the tv screen or the monitor and she has access to a database that allows you to do keyword searches against um videos so you know it could be something captured by a cell phone by a dash cam video or sorry dash camera you know whatever so when she boots it up you know there's some other stuff on her screen but like the keyword that's in there is love so you do a search, brings back the most is five videos. You can scrub the video forward and back. There's subtitles. At any point, you can pause the video. Uh, you can pick a subtitle, like a word in the subtitle or a collection, of, like a phrase in the subtitles. Hit a button and now search on those. And the goal is to piece together kind of the story of what happened to these, these four people um and and the and the 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 movies kind of switch back and forth over the course of what is it like a year and a half two years yeah something like that because david uh is kind of i guess what you would consider the main character and he's a an fbi agent who is married to um emma um and he goes undercover to uh, essentially arrest this um, eco-terrorist group called Greenstorm, who might not be as eco-terroristy uh, as they're kind of made out to be by his boss. While he's there, he he meets this woman Ava, who he targets as a way to kind of get into the group. Um, they they kind of fall in love. She ends up getting pregnant, but then he's also having this relationship with this cam girl named uh, Max. Um, and so over the course of like two years, as you're kind of watching the timestamps of the videos, you're slowly starting to piece together what happened, you know, and and to kind of find out everything in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really cool game. It's short, doesn't take very long to finish. The only, my only issue with it was by the time you figured out what the whole story was... Like, I didn't really feel like the story was so kind of um, serious that it was like, because it's, it's like framed that like the, your, the main, your character is like, has this like stolen hard drive from the NSA and she's like uncovering all these like government secrets that she's going to then like upload to like YouTube or you know, whatever, a newspaper or something like that. And so there's right. like this kind of fucking earth shattering re- revelations in these <laughs> tapes. And when you kind of saw what the whole story was, I mean, admittedly kind of knowing how it ends, like you could make the case. Like, I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was kind of yeah. like, you know, it was almost, you know, kind of soap opery, opera, yeah. opera-ish. 
uh, right. f- for lack of a better word. Um, and I mean, the performances were really good, and it was cool, you know, to kind of go through everything um, and, and try to piece together when stuff was happening, especially like, you know, when you're um, kind of like seeing, you know, you might see one part of the conversation, but then a few keyword searches later, you now see the other part of the conversation and you're like, oh, okay. Because like sometimes yes. it's like if you only saw one part of the conversation, so somebody says something and then they're just kind of nodding a while, like listening to the other person. You're like, oh, what the fuck are they saying? You know? Yes, yes. Like, oh God, so much of this was like so jumbled and out of order for me by the time I was get close to the end. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I liked it. I love the story. I like like you know, I, I basically only played it because um upgrade guy was in it, like the main character guy there. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, Holy shit, that's the guy from Upgrade. Let me yeah. look at this. Logan Marshall and, Green. Yeah. Man, like I got so confused at certain points and I was just like, uh, okay. And yeah. then like, you know, the time basically like like you said, it's what maybe two hours, like the way the time goes by so yeah. fast, you know, and it was like, it's 5 a.m., that's the game. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so the way the way it works is that at, depending on, you can search for things that are kind of like inconsequential for the purpose of moving the yes. story forward. So, yes. so like, <laughs> you know, you'll kind of do be searching on things, but then when the game decides like, oh, okay, like, you've you've uncovered enough stuff then it'll move it forward and like maybe you're like your your boyfriend roommate whatever will kind of walk past and be like i'm going to bed you want anything and it's just kind of meant to show that like you you you've spent all night combing through all this stuff Mm -hmm. and then eventually you'll get to kind of the end of the day past 5 a.m and it'll give you the option like you've uncovered essentially the story you can upload it but if you want you can still keep searching if there's searching, more right. like i had a notepad that i was like writing down like names and and things like that but then eventually like i got to the point where i realized like oh shit i could like 100% this game yeah and one of the achievements is to to on to to watch all the videos right uh and there was a list online so I was like, okay. So, so I'm just like, I finished it. Yep. Yeah. So I just put in all the terms and, and, but it's funny because there's solitaire on the computer. So I, the first thing I did was before I that even is, searched on anything, was like, play absolutely. Sol- the first thing I did was play solitaire <laughs> for like 20 minutes until I could. And I was so mad at their implementation of solitaire. Cause I'm like, yes. you know, when you're dealing yourself cards, the, the cards change because you've taken some out <laughs> and fucking putting it on the, what the fuck? This is supposed to say the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, I was, but I mean, it was, you know, it's one of those things where it's again, it's like it, it it's kind of a, a, it's a nice break from you know, kind of the typical things that I play. It's an interesting use of the medium. Definitely, yes. full motion video games have gotten a lot better in terms of yeah. it fits in more. Right, like I mean, it yeah. kind of makes sense that this is something that you would be able to do. Um, but you know, it's it's like it doesn't like it sort of does and does not sound like the kind of thing I'd be into when like it's on paper. But the you know, I I played a lot of the FMV stuff on the Sega CD back in the day, and I really enjoyed them. Uh, and then I played this one a couple of years ago on PS4 called The Infectious Madness of Doctor Decker. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and damn, if that wasn't fucking good. Like it's you play this psychiatrist who's who's coming in to take over for uh, Doctor Decker, who was found murdered in his chair, and you kind of are sort of questioning his patients about the murder, but also like getting to know them cause you're taking over. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of get into that stuff and it, it goes into, obviously by the name, you can tell uh, some Lovecraft inspired type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the one girl uh, claims to be like a mermaid or like a siren or whatever. Like she's like, I could, I just have men follow me and I wake up naked on the beach the next day mm-hmm. and they're gone and stuff like that. And so you kind of get into you know, are these people nuts or is this like, is this a clue? Like you get, and it was really well done. And this kind of reminded me of that. And that's, like I said, that's part of the, re- like part of the reason was because it was Logan Marshall Green or whatever his name is, upgrade mm-hmm. guy. But then I was like, oh shit, this looks like that Dr. Decker game. So let me get, and it's free. So I might as well try it. Right. And I uh, ended up really enjoying it. So I guess this kind of is the kind of thing that I enjoy, but wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, if it had been like eight hours long, yeah. or whatever, yeah. I don't. I don't know uh, if I would have wanted to do it. But I mean, it's something like, you know, it kind of gets in, it gets out, it tells a story, and apparently they shot like a tremendous, like shot like a tremendous amount of video mm. that they ended up then kind of paring down, um, you know, for the uh, for the game itself. Right. Um, right. But um, yeah, so uh, definitely worth watching and, and or sorry, worth playing. And if you have Play. pass, then it's you know really it's just your time and uh, yeah. you know. I actually got a I've got another one. I did a Kickstarter for um, from the guy that did host his next oh, okay. kind of project. Yeah, next kind of project was a game called Ghosts or something like that. And it's like supposed to be, I guess you you're going into. Um, like a ghost hunters kind of thing, mm-hmm. but the game, the game only, you can only play it like after 10 PM. <laughs> like oh, no shit. Yeah. It's like super like that realistic. You can only play it like starting at 10 PM and then you play and kind of, I don't know. It's, it's probably less like this and more like night trap where it's like you're watching the different cameras and telling the characters what to do and stuff like that. But It'll be interesting to see how that plays. I'm definitely going to be like fast forwarding the clock on the PlayStation. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, I like I'll wait till it's dark, but motherfucker, I ain't starting it at ten o'clock. Like, yeah, it'll right. Be like eight thirty. I'm like, yep, ten o'clock. I never, I never finish it. Yeah. No, same. Yeah, like let's go bust some ghosts. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no ghosts. Um, yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, and then finally, lastly for me, probably which was a dumb thing to do, given that Witch Queen and Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West right in the corner. I kind of like, so I I was playing Nobody Saves the World, but then I got to a point where it just felt really grindy, and I was just like constantly grinding forms, and it just wasn't really what I wanted to do. And I tried playing Death's Door based on your recommendation, but I'm just not mm. good enough to, uh, and I was trying to get frustrated by my lack of... Oh, man, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I, I mean, it was, it's a really well-done game. I'm just not good enough for it at it and i i i something like that like where if i'm dying and just kind of keep going down through the same path i start to get like really frustrated with it Mm. um and i just i don't have the the chops unfortunately um 
So I started up Disco Elysium on my Switch, and uh, and I know it's it's a long game, and I know there's a lot to it, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get too much into it in in terms of like story and things like that because I'm just I haven't been playing it too long. But I'm really kind of surprised that the performance on the Switch is just not great, um, mm. which is really surprising to me, given that it doesn't seem like it's that kind of taxing of yeah. a game um you know it, it 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 i mean the art style is i mean it's it's kind of like the way it plays is almost like a like an adventure game in the way that you move around and how you interact with things and you know like in any given spot there's like almost like kind of hot spots and you just kind of move the thumbstick and pick one of them and and, and hit a so you know it, there's it, graphically, it doesn't seem like there's a lot going on. I mean, I can't imagine the systems underneath it come into play outside of just when you're talking to someone. So I'm really kind of surprised that um, it plays as poorly as it does. I mean, I know that it's the Final Cut version, so it has like full voice acting and everything, but I, I can't imagine that would affect like frame rate, um, especially if you're just like walking from one place to another. So. Um, mm. And uh, so I was kind of disappointed that, uh, you know, I, I thought it'd be, you know, I mean, Jesus. It if, seems like the kind of thing, it would be perfect on Switch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's some stuff where you definitely feel like it's like trying to play like, you know, again, like an adventure game. Like if you had like a mouse and a key, it would be so much easier to just kind sure. of be able to move the mouse right. and like click that, click that, click that. Um, mm-hmm. So that stuff's kind of clunky. But, um, but the one thing I will say is I'm... Um, you know, you you could play this game. You could like try to save scum it if you want for against checks and things like that. But um, you know, I saw mm-hmm. Auspicious when he did his stream of it. He 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 went full on. Like we don't reload you if we fail as, because failing skill checks sometimes can have a negative effect on your mm-hmm. character. And you might lose morale, but you might also like have now a skill that is low lowered. So mm-hmm. it's not just, uh, Oh, I'm trying to open this door. Oh, I can't open it. It's like you, there's actual potentially tangible effects on your character that failing a skill check can have. Yeah. Um, but you know, my understanding is there, you, you can't like fail the game to the point. I mean, you you could die, but or whatever. But you can't like fail skill checks to the point where you can't actually finish the game. You just might make things more difficult for yourself. And mm. and so he kind of went with a we don't re we're not restarting, we're not reloading. We'll try a skill check, and if we fail it, and I mean, there's times when it's like you've got an eighty three percent chance of failing of passing, and you fail, and then you're like fuck. And some stuff you can right. go back and try again, and some stuff is just kind of unlocked. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go that route. And then when you kind of pick your attributes at the beginning, I was kind of trying to be a little bit more like, you know, all right, well, who am I? Like, what, what if I was to make a character based on me, I'd mm-hmm. be like, all right, well, I'm smart. I'm not particularly strong. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty good <laughs> at reading people. And I mean, I'm not like dying, but I'm not the healthiest person in the world. Like, <laughs> So I kind of like, you know, I bumped up the points in, in intelligence and I guess what they call like emotional intelligence. And then I left like health and, and oh like God. strength at kind of oh. like, not not like 
lower, but not super yeah. high either. I mean, I'm not an unhealthy person, but I mean, I'm not running a marathon I'm tomorrow. Putting, you know, I'm putting zeros across the board, man. <laughs> Holy shit, I can't do that. <laughs> but but the, but so, and I like the fact that you can kind of do that. But then what I don't like is, you know, you'll pick up pieces of clothing that it's like you put this shirt on, and this attribute goes up, and this attribute goes down, and. And, you know, it's just interesting that, you know, they've got all of these options that you could try to customize your character in terms of, like, all the physical oh, and, and mental attributes. But we're still kind of going with the, oh, I got to pick this lock. Well, let me put my pants, you know, take these pants right. off. I'm going to put these like, pants on. And it's like. You put my charisma drip on. I got yeah, exactly. to this dude over here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, hello, fellow kids. You know, yeah, exactly right. like, uh, you know and, I, and it's like, you know, so it's, I, I mean, and I don't, like some of that stuff I go, I don't understand the systems well enough to know what a point up or down yeah, really means. Right. Um, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's just like, yeah, I'm not, I'll, for some stuff, sure. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this thing where. I have to have a spreadsheet to try to figure out what what pants to wear. Like he's he's looking pretty good right now. We're good. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how far I'll get before you know uh, the other stuff that's going to drop comes out, but um, oh. it seems like something that'd be relatively easy. I mean, it's got a pretty expansive like journal, so I mean, I could just pick it back up and go. Oh, all right, I'm doing this. I'm doing that, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bought it on PS4. I think it's got a PS5 upgrade, but I haven't started it yet. Yeah, yeah, I I I could have done that and paid a lot less money, but you know you got to get that switch tax in. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then, are, so you're just waiting for Witch Queen at this point? You said you're playing. Yeah, I burned stuff. through. Uh, I finally started Man of Medan because I knew it was shorter. Yeah, uh, I, really, I really liked it. I, I haven't it played. Was, wait, wait, which one's that one? It was the first one. I think you didn't care for it too. Yeah, much. the one on the boat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I you know I, I just played played through it once. I'm not like going for all the trophies. I yeah. just kind of played the story. I ended up keeping everybody alive, which I couldn't oh, believe because I killed. I fucking killed half the kids and <laughs> until dawn. So yeah. <laughs> so I did a little better this time around with my choices, but yeah, and um. Uh, I guess I just kind of play them once, experience the story, and move on, and, and I knew it was shorter. So I started it last weekend and finished it up this past weekend. So, uh, I, like I said, I really liked it. I've got the other two. I just haven't popped them in yet. And then I uh, I bought that that Necromunda, Necromunda Hired Gun. Okay, now which uh, one is that one? Because it sounds familiar. It's like, it's like that. It's like a Warhammer first-person shooter. Oh, that's right, yeah. And you have the dog. Uh, it's, you know, it was 10 bucks at GameStop and I was like, yeah, it's gotta be worth 10 bucks. It looked cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like if nothing else, you know, I, you know, I, I've got some weird thing with those games. I don't give a fuck about Warhammer, but I end up playing half the fucking games based on Warhammer and like it. I played that, uh, I played space Marine and I f- thought that was fucking great. I'm looking forward to the sequel. That was like such an out of the blue announcement. I was like, "Oh shit, I yeah. can't wait for that." Uh and I played the the twin stick top-down squad game on the 360, the I forget the name of that one. Uh, that was fucking fun. And so I was like, "Man, eh, did you bucks. play I'll the um the kind of Diablo clone?" 
Um, that I forget what it's. Well, called. I don't know. That's kind of what the twin stick shooter thing, the squad game. No, this like. one is this this last. Oh generation. no, that's right. You were telling me about it. No, I haven't picked that up. I was going to when it got cheap though, um, but no, I haven't. Vermintide yeah. or whatever. Cha- is that right? Chaos Bane. Chaos Bane. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean it. It's okay. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're if like in, if you kind of okay. enjoyed the other games, I think that um, you probably get the same kind of kick out of it. Yeah, like it's it's one of those things I'll pick up cheap at some point. Um, yeah, but that's exactly what this was. Like it didn't review well. It and, might and, be on Game Pass now that I think of it. I'll have to look. Yeah, um, but but uh, but hired gun is essentially like Dollar Tree Doom. Mm. <laughs> you know, with some uh, with some. RPG-ish kind of elements to it, um, but that's that's essentially what you what you get. Like you get in there, and it's like the shooting isn't very good. Everything just feels like a cheaper version of a much better game. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's kind of some of the movement takes a minute to get used to because like there's no run. You just automatically run so fucking fast. There's no like sprint. Mm-hmm. It's so what I typically click to sprint is you know the left stick. That's every game. And in this game, the left stick is a slide maneuver, so I'm fucking sliding half the time all <laughs> over the place. Sliding into home. It's like <laughs> Vanquish. It like, it's like Dollar Tree Vanquish. Yes. It, it ha- yeah, exactly. And it also has a wall run mechanic that's very, very um, generous with, <laughs> with its, like, it'll work. A lot. And so I'll just be trying to jump It'll over like a gap, a and all of a sudden I'm, I'm fucking like, like Titanfall. Like, <laughs> yes, I'm like moonwalking backwards along a wall sideways. Like, oh, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but you know, it's the guns are kind of cool. Um, they look cool. They all kind of do the same. There's no like impact to anything. It's just like shooting generic pellets at stupid ass cyberpunk looking fucking steampunk you know enemies but it's it's stupid fun you know i threw i like i'm playing it on medium i probably should have just put it on easy because some of it's a little frustrating um but it's like it's like doom you you go into this room there's waves of enemies there's heavy metal music starts playing you you kill all those dudes you walk through a hallway there's another room more heavy metal music and and that's basically it but you know it's not Anything I thought would take, you know, very long. I started it one day last week, and I'm already over halfway through it, just mm-hmm. based on how many missions I know there are. I'm not doing any of the side shit um, or any of that stuff, but you know, for ten bucks, if you liked, you know, if you like those kind of shooters, it's not a bad time. You know, it's funny because Warhammer is just one of those. Um, you know, franchise, not franchise, I don't even franchise is the right word, lifestyle seems like more like the right word, (laughs) Um, you know, that I, it's so, like, it just seems, like, explaining Warhammer to me would be like if I was explaining Destiny to someone on the outside. Oh, like, Like, it's actually know what it is, sure, like, yeah, games it's like i don't care what any of these people are called i'm not even like i'm skipping every bit of dialogue shit but i have no idea what's going on (laughs) like it's just so incredibly dense and i mean it's like and then when you consider that like there's people who play the games there's people Mm -hmm. who just play the paint the mini like henry cavill Mm -hmm. when he's like talking about how like he just paints the miniatures and and uh you know what i like like, you know it's like um 
and it's just to think of all of the the different the factions and the lore and all that stuff yes. and it's like it's so cool you know cool to me though that over however many decades like it continues to still yeah you know get people in and 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 build upon itself and and i don't want any part of it because i don't have the <laughs> i don't have the headspace for another type of thing like that right i really didn't either but i lived with a guy uh when I lived in in Carrollton for for a bit, and I like over a summer, I lived in with a the guy that worked at the comic book store I used to go to. We moved into well, he already lived in the apartment. His roommate was leaving, and I was like, yeah, I'm well, fuck it. I like I've been hanging out in Carrollton for a couple of years now, so I might as well live here. And so mm-hmm. moved in with him, and and but he had you know shit everywhere, and like yeah. he he played more than just Warhammer, but like that was one of his big ones. Yeah. Like, you know, like on Fridays and Saturdays, like they breaking out these fucking tables and shit. Yeah. And there's all these like buildings and rocks yeah. and terrain. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I want nothing to do with it. But man, yeah. it looks awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Some of those. So but he talked about it all the fucking time. So. Yeah. Those miniatures are fucking amazing, too. Yes, they are. That was yeah. my thing. I was like, look, that dude looks so cool. And they're like, oh, he's a level two elf paladin snout fucker. And I was like, I don't care. I'm fuck yeah. that is. He yeah. just looks cool. Yeah. Uh, but then I had another friend like talking about the paintings. Like, uh, my friend Casey, I don't know if I've told you about Casey before. I tell everybody about Casey. Mm-hmm. He was so fucking cool. Um, but he, and he ended up, um, he's a co creator of Archer, mm. that guy, if I've told you about him before. Oh, wow. But yeah, he's super into, he's still super into get, like tabletop gaming. And, and he, he'll paint, like, he'll post like his progress on some of the, because he is an amazing artist. Like, mm-hmm. that dude, like he was in a band when I met him. He was like just I was like he was just like the coolest guy. You mm-hmm. know, like everything about him was so cool. And uh, um, I'll have to tell like I'll have to talk on the show about Casey at some sure. point. I got so many stories, but um, like you know he he was very excited to have broken his arm at wrestling school <laughs> <laughs> because they were getting it was, they were getting visited by Abdullah the Butcher oh. and he couldn't. He couldn't participate because of his broken arm. He was like, Abdul the Butcher came in and just was beating the shit out of everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody there is just like there to train like their students. And he's beating the shit out of everybody. He's like, thank God my arm was broken. Uh, but but he he's big into the painting. He used to Mm -hmm. win like contests and shit like that of those miniatures, man. And he is uh, amazing at that shit. Yeah, and that's the thing, and I think I think it's part of the reason why I like kind of seeing some of the work that people do. There's no way I don't have the motor control. I don't have the oh god no. I mean the the just any of it to to be able to do any of it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's such a cool thing to kind of on the outside kind of look in and and just kind of. That's, I guess kind of like me playing the games. I guess it was like yeah. such a thing for like months of my life, but I yeah. knew not. Other than listening to Alex talk about it incessantly, and like like I said, the groups getting together on Friday and Saturday, but right. I guess I thought it was cool enough that I could like, oh, I'll just play the video game. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's um, you know, it, it it's interesting too, though, that those those games have never quite bubbled up to the, you know, you would think with kind of the fan base and everything that they have they just you know they've not really been given to kind of studios that you know would really make that 
kind of top tier. Like they all feel like, like you said, lesser versions of yeah. more popular, kind of better performing both financially and mechanically. <laughs> right. You know, games. And, and it's interesting, just, you know, you kind of wonder, like, is it just that it's such a niche universe that right. even it just regardless of how large the the audience for it is that that tabletop audience or whatever doesn't necessarily translate into kind of video game sales so they just they're not going to give it you're not going to get a triple a right you know kind of warhammer game um this one seems like it's a very like i don't know like like, I don't know, like British, like almost mm. like European kind of thing. Yeah. It's like Judge Dredd, right? Like, I yeah. love Judge Dredd, but like 2000 AD is such a big thing yeah. you know, over there. Right. And then you'd think it would be bigger than it is here, but every time they try to do anything with, with any of those properties, it's just kind of like nobody gives a shit for whatever reason. Which is I a do. shame because Dredd but, yeah. is a fucking amazing movie. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a prime example, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure that did way better over there than it did here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. So for for us, uh, both of us, I mean, I know I'm just super excited for for Witch Queen. It, it's funny because my so my my in laws live down here, and and um, my mother in law is close with her brother, and so. Um, he had called and said, "Oh, hey, we got you know cheap airfare." So, my uh, my mother in law's brother, his wife, and their daughter are coming to visit my in laws, uh, like the last weekend of February, and uh, and I, Oof. I was just talking to Linda, <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, we're not obligated really to kind of hang out with them or anything, but I said, I was just like, you know, I said, I just don't think I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be like, you know, well, we're, I'm going to go. I said, one, I said, that's the weekend after Witch Queen. So that, like, if you said to me, hey, we're going to go visit these people just to go hang. Because they don't want to do anything. They just want to come and, like, just sit around. So mm -hmm. I was like, if you were like, oh, we're going to go visit, you know, my whatever brothers, you know, and his girlfriend and whatever, I'd be like. One, that's the weekend after Witch Queen, so that's no. <laughs> like just that's not even a this is no negotiations, like this is not happening. <laughs> but also just no. Like <laughs> But that was the first thing I thought of was like, they're coming down. What do you mean? When are they coming down? Yeah, you know, like and then I was like, Oh, okay. We won't have to get together at a time that would impact anything because I will absolutely be like, yeah, I'm sick. Like I have everything. Just you name it. All the acronyms, I've got them all. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, and then I mean, Horizon Forbidden West also drops, and so that one I'm kind of like, well, I don't know. I part of me goes, yeah, maybe take a trip to Walmart and see if you can get it for fifty bucks with that free PS5 upgrade. Mm -hmm. But then part of me goes, well, you already have it. Your game like you, and you're already playing Disco Elysium, and then Witch Queen drops. I mean, how far are you going to get? You're going to play it, what, for four days? And then not touch it because right. you're playing Destiny? Like, why would you spend your own money at that point? You could either, if you wanted to spend your own money That's on it, you could just wait and get it cheaper, or you could rent it for the service you're already paying for. But, yeah, you know, something about that new game smell. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll get it eventually. I'm not super jazzed for it. I get looks. It looks fantastic, and I like yeah. the first one enough. But 
Well, right now, my biggest concern is that I'm going to buy this amazing-looking PS5 game, and the majority of the time I play it, it's going to be streaming to my laptop because if I'm Mm. sitting on the couch, it's going to be to play Destiny. And it's like, that's not a good use. (laughs) Like, why would you do that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No. And and I'm just... I just can't wait to play Death. Like I'm just excited to get into it and even you oh, know, kind of see yeah. you know how they've changed things up and all that stuff. And I know that's where my focus is going to be. And I don't want to feel like like if I rent it, I don't care because I'll go. I'm getting my money's mm-hmm. worth. If I have this game for two months, you know that's still cheaper than if I would buy. You know what I mean? Like I can kind of yeah. justify things. But if I spend the money on it and then don't play it for a while and then because also with game it's like well i could just send it back i could be like all right well mm-hmm. but um so i don't know but yeah i'm just super excited that last video document di- whatever the hell they call it the divide the the i did yeah. yeah i was like yep let's get it so hopefully you know with all the they'll be able to like there's a million pre-orders and their servers will be able to handle the the crush of things so uh, we'll find out but uh next show we will have plenty to say i will say real quick that i thought it was hilarious that they're like we wanted to make a mid-range weapon so we made a stick with a knife on the end of it <laughs> and i'm like i don't do you know yeah. what ranged weapons are <laughs> right like, what the fuck <laughs> we wanted a sniper rifle so we gave him this fork <laughs> not how that works <laughs> yeah. but, a slingshot but you can pull the band back real far <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> i'd still get killed across the map by a fucking hunter with it so that would oh for sure oh yeah well, listen <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> but uh yeah so uh so that'll be the next show will be plenty of of Destiny goodness to talk about. I'm sure probably something to watch, but if not, it's definitely. New Texas Chainsaw. Oh, shit, that's right. That's Friday. Yeah. Just Excited. So I just finished uh, last season of The Witcher, which was fucking fantastic. So this is, mm. uh, this is good. Awesome. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, it's been episode 141, and... Uh, I, I know I'll talk to you anyway, but let me just be, be the first to wish you a happy birthday. Is that, uh, that oh, tomorrow you, or Wednesday? Wednesday. That's Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. Well, make sure everybody wish, wish Mitch wish Mitch right. a happy birthday <laughs> on Wednesday. Awesome. Um, well, all right. This has been episode 141 of Divided by Werewolves. And uh, we thank you so much for hanging out with us. And we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks. So for myself uh, and the birthday boy, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. Uh, good night and have a good evening.